Hello and welcome to another edition of the Horror House Podcast. I am Dave. Are you? You've got me wondering now. I am. am, am I'm I, Dave. I'm Chris. <laughs> also. This is just full of confusion and mystery. But you know what's not full of confusion and mystery? Is uh, our our social medias that you all need to get on the ball and follow so you can tell us things. Yeah, they're not secret. We're on the Facebook, uh, the Horror House page. Uh, We're on the Twitters, Horror House 2 for the podcast. But you can also hit up uh, Chris. You have a new Twitter name. Uh, It's still at Mr. Cred. I forget what I changed my name to, though. (laughs) The Chrisercist? Oh, yep. At Mr. Cred? At Mr. Cred. And And I changed mine as well. I am Dave loves horrors and at, you know, sweetness still. So with six E's, six E's. So get on there, follow that shit. You know, you want to, all the cool kids are doing it. They've already done it. It's at, at sweetness one with six E's. Oh, get on there tell us some movies you maybe want us to look at one day tell us uh how much you agree with all of our opinions that are absolutely right and never wrong and yeah or tell us how you're wrong and disagree with us or that or that you're right you're right or get on there and defend uh Sarica parker's uh honor <laughs> uh, i dare you to i i, I don't i I'm, I have to withdraw my pony from this race. I, th- I feel like they're going to come after me one day. Be like, well, you were talking shit on Jessica Parker. And I'm like, listen, man, peer pressure. And then they'll just take me. I feel like if somebody gets on the Twitters and defends Sarica Parker to us, they better be prepared to never run for office because <laughs> that will live forever. <laughs> they'll be running for president one day and be like, didn't you su- defend Sarica Parker? And the voting public will be like, no. <laughs> Hard no for me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, this week, we are talking about maybe my favorite zombie movie ever. Return of the Living Dead, 1985, man. Yeah, I get it. I understand why this is one of your favorites. There's so much action. There's comedy. There's once uh, it starts, it never stops. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this this is this movie is the real deal, and I I love the dialogue in this movie. Yeah, Uh, you know it it just really is great. Just the parts with uh, Freddie and Frank talking. I mean, I I'm in. I'm sold on this. So, so is there any uh, is there any other horror things or non-horror things that you've watched this week that since the last time well mine's pretty dry (laughs) yeah i'm there too with the holidays it's it's been kind of slim pickings yeah uh i am getting ready to start training for the mandalorian trivia oh shit that's a thing yep so 
That is um, going to be January 8th, Chris, if you guys would like to join oh, us. Oh, man. I, I've still not. I, I think I'm on episode three still. <laughs> oh, I, I got, it's good. I just finished it this week. I, we did finish that. Um, we are uh, soon going to be watching the Joker. Um, there's several things on the voodoo's that uh, we're going to be purchasing imminently. Nice. I wanted to see the Joker so bad in theaters and just wasn't able to. God yeah, that's what. Damn it. Yeah, I can't tell you the last um superhero flick that we did not make the theaters to and joker i mean that's one i really wanted to see more than yeah. some of the others maybe agreed and um, just didn't make it it just didn't work out i can't, yeah. even, can't even remember why i couldn't go see it but i was super i i, <laughs> I made my wife watched the the last trailer for it she hadn't seen anything about it and i hadn't really told her anything i was like what movie do you think this is uh just watch this trailer and I don't know some some freaking hell halfway through it she's like is this the Joker and I'm like god damn it <laughs> yes it is <laughs> but I really want to see it yeah I heard it's so good and there's there's so much I've already heard some things and had some things spoiled for me but I don't care I, I'm dying to watch it so soon soon my love uh well how's about so i could talk about return of the living dead for hours and i gotta i'll have to contain myself a little bit just so this episode can end at some point but we're not even gonna have like a like an intro segment we're just gonna jump straight into the movie which is uh kind of a rarity but kind of wacky for us yeah kind of wacky but that's what that's what we're doing this week dude we are flying by the seat of our pants and we're going to get right into uh, 1985's Return of the Living Dead. But first, how about an ad real quick? Let's get it out of the way. So Return of the Living Dead was released in August 1985. Um, exactly or around one month after uh, Ramiro's Day of the Dead. Yes. And I was lied to, I feel like, for decades, because I always thought that Day of the Dead was such was this big failure, and Return of the Living Dead was like just like amazing, like made so much money. But it's actually the opposite. I was super shocked to find this out. Yeah, I think the the uh, Ramiro by this time has some cachet to his name. Yeah, uh, at least in horror circles. Um, you've already had Dawn of the Dead, um, so now we ha- he released Day of the Dead, um, which I is also a great movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's I, my favorite. I, I for a return uh, for for a long time, I would have said that Day of the Dead is my favorite zombie movie, and it's only been recently where I'm like, ah, man, I don't know. It may be Return. It may be Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> I just I, had to. I, I had to just had to say it one day. I was like, okay, this one's my favorite. It's just, that's how it is. 
Yeah, I think I rank them Return of the Living Dead, and I think my second favorite is the Jeff Johns Dawn of the Dead. Jeff Johns. Yeah. Zach, the, the, our, Zack Snyder? Or this, I'm sorry, the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead. I'm getting the, my DC guys mixed up. I was like, oh, the comma, the, okay. I was like, that sounds familiar, but I don't know who that is. No, the... <laughs> The, the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead. I think that that's yeah. right up there with this one because it's um, the action is so good, the effects are so good. So this uh, directed and written by Dan O'Bannon, who we talked about a couple weeks ago, a little bit, and I'm sure we, I'm sure we brought up Return of the Living Dead at least momentarily. If if not. You have our permission to slap us if you see us in public. That permission lasts for 24 hours from the recording. So uh, up until yeah, anytime during 2019. I'm going nowhere for three days. <laughs> uh, but throw a shoe at us, uh, whatever. To the rest of 2019 is fair game. We deserve it. The, the He rewrote the entire script. Because it came from a John Russo who wrote a, a sequel to Night of the Living Dead called Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, and, and apparently it was pretty shit. Yeah, I've not... It, it's still... You can still buy it. I'm, I think I saw it on Amazon when we did our very first episode. And if I was but a reader, Ru- man, I would have got it and read it for this, but I'm just not... <laughs> Russo, I guess, um, when he split with Ramiro, he got the Living Dead right. title uh, from from the Night of the Living Dead, and um, Romero got the talent. <laughs> so I, I, I guess that's how that worked out. Yeah. So. It. I don't know if he had anything to do with the sequels to Return of the Living Dead. I can only assume he did because they are just not up to the level of this first one, which it's pretty, it bums me out a little bit that we didn't ever get some good sequels. Some people, though, lose their goddamn minds for part two and part three, and I I don't get it, but I respect it. Um, yeah, I've watched them. I'm, I'm not crazy about them, but I don't think they're. I don't feel like I wasted my time watching them, but also if I had a better choice, <laughs> I'm going to go with the better choice. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I want to talk about in this is I, there was a makeup artist <laughs> that worked on this movie that was fired from this movie because his work was not great. Who was that? Uh, Bill Munns and I, I'd seen some of the pictures he did the original cadaver the yellow cadaver and uh, it, it was so bad that they, he yes. had to redo it and the, the when you see it it's like the chubby like puppet version is is his work <laughs> yeah it- but there was the, there was a worst one before that. Like I couldn't find a picture of it because I wanted to show it to you, but it is god awful bad. It's so bad. 
But it so is his the model that is still seen in the um, film? I th- from what I understand, the he, he redid it, and that's still his. But I don't know. But I, also, he's After the guy the- that come up with tar man so i mean he could do okay work but i don't know the, after they cut off that cadaver's head and it stands up like the neck hole there's no blood there's no i mean it's just looks like plaster of paris yeah i, I think mean it's just gray and white and it's just yeah the oh my god i wish i had a picture so i could show you how bad it was before it became that like the chubby body version uh-huh. It, it looks like somebody painted like a hefty bag yellow and stuck it on top of some sticks or something. It's so weird and bad. <laughs> that that cadaver must have died of like liver cancer or cirrhosis anyway to be so yellow. I never understood that, but I also never questioned it. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Are cadavers yellow? <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I, guess, I don't know. I mean, even my medical experience... I've seen people like right after they die, right? But not like you know, I'm not an expert in you know body decomposition or nothing <laughs> either. I've, so I don't. I just have a hard time believing that yellow was accurate. Yeah. But I was reading this uh, Bill Munn's website that he has, and he was complaining hardcore about you know didn't have the money and he was overworked and this and that and then he was kind of complaining about the guy that replaced him whose name is uh ken myers and so i'm like okay let me let me look through some of this stuff and uh bill munn's uh imdb listings basically stop after return of the living dead ken myers uh Worked on Star Trek movies back in the day. Worked on Back to the Future 2 and 3. X-Men Home Alone. He worked on Reanimator. He was on... And he's still doing stuff today. You know, 30 years later. But Bill had some good stuff going on. I'm seeing Swamp Thing as a spatial makeup effects designer. Beastmaster. I looked at pictures from those, and I'm just like... I remember Swamp Thing looking way better than what it looks like now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the head, not bad, but like the whole bodysuit, it just is, I don't know. Uh, it's not up to the level of the TV show, the pictures I've seen of the new TV show of that. But this guy just had a, he's got some kind of chip on his shoulder. And I don't understand why. Because Tarman's awesome. Tarman is one of my favorite zombies ever. Yes. But part of what I like about Tarman is not just the look. I mean, the look is great. That that effect they used, the the reverse melting that they used when the, for the the corpse for the face after he's released, mm-hmm. or when the gas is released. Uh, which side of, side note, the glass crack came when they heated that up to melt the wax away, and uh, it was not intentional, but it works. Yeah, and it's fantastic. But going back to Tarman, I love the way he moves. Yeah. Uh, it, there's, it is so great. So like, un, the, not in control of his. Yeah, the movement. Alan Troutman guy that 
that played him is in one of the documentaries that's out there of this movie and he's talking he takes such pride in like playing tar man it's kind of cool uh-huh. but he's talking about like you know if i'm this decayed and stuff like my joints aren't going to be like all together and like i'm he, the way he explained it i was like you're kind you're a genius <laughs> and, and it worked he was it, he brought tar man to life but tar man has kind of like a cartoonish quality to his to his to his face and stuff that I mean, he's, I wouldn't say he's realistic, but he's just cool looking. Oh, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And he, he looks slimy and whatever is on him. Uh, I don't, I don't know, but it looks like you don't even want to touch him. And maybe, I don't know for sure. Oh no, because day of the dead came out a month before this. <laughs> I was going to say, is Tarman the first zombie to actually speak? But but beat him by a month. So. Yeah. But this one, you don't just have Tarman speaking. I mean, they, there's a lot of zombie dialogue. Very true. Which I, I mean, which is important because they're back from the grave and ready to party. Yeah. Speaking of which, do you know what Return of the Living Dead uh, five? What its uh, subtitle or tagline is called? Um, is that the one that's uh, something about them being not being vegetarian? No, it's the. I think tagline's not the right word. It's, I guess it's just its title. It's Return of the Living uh-huh. Dead, Rave to the Grave. <laughs> oh, Rave to the Grave. I I remember that coming out. Yeah, it, it, I think it yeah. and four came out at the same time. And oh boy, oh they brother. were um, the direct the direct to videos. Yeah. I think there was some kind of sci-fi deal on those too, but I was not—I was not a big fan of those. I for, we were talking about the sequels a minute ago, and I completely forgot all about them. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, there was two more. I even have them wrote down as forgettable sequels four and five. <laughs> <laughs> and then you forgot. And them. then I forgot them after. <laughs> uh, well, but, I mean, to be on to be fair, they don't have Linnea Quigley true that's where they went wrong with the sequels i mean you brought back uh tom matthews and uh james karen for part two why would you not go all the way man like why would you yeah. stop? why why, yeah. why not the quigster i bet if linnea quigley did a community theater pl- production now <laughs> she'd still whip them boobs out did you watch the uh, Night of the Demons remake from five-ish years ago or so? Mm-hmm. Maybe ten years ago. There uh-huh. she was uh, doing her like kind of callback to her character from the original bent over yep. in the convenience store. I'm like, don't ever change, Quig. Yep. You do you. you. Stay you. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, I love nearly every character in this movie. Speaking of to just add on to that like Linnea Quigley's great James Karen is Frank is my goddamn spirit animal yeah I, this movie is so great I, see I Freddy is my guy I identify uh, with Freddy you know um, I think I'm I hope I'm smarter than Freddy <laughs> he's not the brightest guy in the world but you know he I feel like he means well and here yeah, yeah. he finds himself like up to his asshole from up to his fucking here in trouble and over his head uh, you know he's just yeah. he's out of his depth he's out of his depth uh, I 
the, uh, tough break for both of them. You know, Frank was just trying to show him something cool, and then, but I, maybe you know, maybe this is all Bert's fault. This whole movie, like he should have got called the number, like w- yeah, as soon as they got they, those fucking things. Right? Why didn't you do what you're supposed to do and you and just turn them into the army? Yeah. I wonder though. Do you think they would have gotten nuked if they did that? They're like, we know where they're at. Nuke them, <laughs> or did they just nuke them because like the outbreak? Because it was happened. out of control. I think they felt like, okay, we have a containment breach. Because the the military guys like, there's a problem, sir. They've hatched. It's like, <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, Freddy will also uh, be instrumental in bringing uh, Jason back to life and killing all those fucking campers. Yeah. So, damn, Tom. We have a couple dudes from this go on to, well, go on. I I don't know if it was before or after, actually, because Suicide and, uh, what's his name? Spider were in 5, Friday 13th, 5, I want to say. Uh, I'd have been fine if they'd have done a Friday 13th with all the people from this movie, just because, why not? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's great, so I, I'm, a, I'm down for that. Yeah. Uh, let me adjust my notes. I'm losing my spots. So, uh, you want to talk about? Uh, we've talked, we've talked about some of the other ones, but what about, what about uh, Nazi Ernie? What are your thoughts on Nazi Ernie? Secret Nazi Ernie? They call yeah, him. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's great that they um, took so much ownership of the characters, gave them backstories. And yeah, supposedly he is a a runaway Nazi, came to the States and then hiding. And um, yeah, so we talked about that. Supposedly there's a photo of Eva Braun and a caricature of Adolf Hitler in the mortuary. Um, his gun so, is a German gun. What is it? A P thirty eight, I think. Uh, Walter P thirty eight. And they just he, he went went for it. And the only thing that I think would have made it a little bit better is if you know every now and then, like maybe he slipped up on his English and had, like a little bit of you know of a German accent came through. He did speak German. I forget what it was when he's looking out the window and it's raining. I forget what he says. Um, something. Uh, I know. I remember the translation was um, "drunken soldier." Ah, uh, but for years, I I did I had no idea what he was saying. I just kind of like filled in the blanks in my head. I was like, "It's raining like cats and dogs." I guess is what he said, but I never <laughs> paid attention until like a few years ago. I was like, "Oh, he's speaking German." What the fuck? I never noticed that. So that was kind of a thing I missed out on for a long time. But I I think it's great, and I think this has came around um, around the same time as Marathon Man. Have you ever seen that? Marathon Man. Refresh my brain. Um, Dustin Hoffman plays. Oh no, Marathon Man was seventy six. Shit, I'm off by a long time. <laughs> uh, Dustin Hoffman plays a uh, average Joe, mm-hmm. uh, who his local um hide Nazi in hiding decides that he must have um 
figured out that he's a Nazi and he tortures him and shit. There's a scene where he's like, I think pulling his teeth out and just keeps asking him it. Is it safe? Is it safe? And he has no idea what he's, what (laughs) he's talking about. So he can't tell him the answer he wants to tell him, you know, or he wants to hear. So it's, it's a kind of fucked up movie. What was it, how was that connected to Return of the Dead? I, 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 the hidden zombie, the or the, the hidden, hidden Nazi, Nazi, not zombie, ah, okay, right, the hidden right. Nazi thing. I, I thought it came out in the eighties, but it was not. It was a long it, time before. Maybe, so, you know. maybe that had something to do with Ernie. It, could, it very well could have. But uh, Ernie was kind of. Uh, I don't know that he was right in any of his things. I've read that like that's not really quite how rigamorous quite works i don't know no it it doesn't quite work that way but um the physical look of the body on the bombing table is great that bruise is fantastic mm-hmm. the bloatedness of that body the swelling oh. of that body is great the sound effects when he's when he's uh breaking the rigor mortis out of the joints he tells them that's fantastic um uh, here's one thing that I don't know when they, when they're trying to talk Ernie into uh, destroying the corpse for them, the ca- the cadaver that's reanimated. Mm-hmm. He asked for a favor and, and uh, you know, they tell him anything, but he must have something very specific in mind. Cause you know, oh, he, he never says yeah. what the favor he wants is, you know, well, I mean, I, it's, eventually he he cashes it in though he's like you know that favor I, uh, you owe me just watch your ass out there <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't think that's what he had in mind no, though no, but it's probably like can you lure some jews over here it may or have been like or like yeah i killed i killed some some jewish people help me get rid of these bodies right. there could have been it's so weird though because he was he wasn't even a bad guy no, no, he wasn't. From, I mean, at least in the situations we saw him in. <laughs> right. What What's your take on the end where he's in the attic with Tina? My, my biggest take is, how the fuck does Freddy get up there? Uh, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> he can't fucking see. Is he, he, did he? I don't know. I don't know. If she could, if she had shut the fuck up. <laughs> And maybe nobody would have known they were up there at all. So, you know, I wonder, like say, you know, Freddy pops up there. Say they didn't get nuked right when he got up there. Great timing, by the way. <laughs> Military. Right. Right. <laughs> but, so, you know, he pops up there. Uh, Ernie pops a cap in her. Kind of slithers off as quietly as possible. Do you think he could live? Because, uh... uh or maybe uh maybe Tom Matthews wouldn't even be worried about eating her since she's dead then. Oh, that's a possibility. I was it do you think he was fueled just by lust or love or, or would he just gone after Ernie then? I don't know. They say they eat the brains because it makes them takes away the pain. Takes away the pain from the rotting. Of but he's not dead. rotting yet. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Tar Man comes out of the thing at the beginning, right, and doesn't eat 
uh, Freddy or Frank. So I don't know. Were they already dead then? Like, why did Tarman ignore them? I think that in the, therein lies our answer for what would happen in the attic. But moot point because of the nuke. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, if the nuke hadn't come, say the nuke hadn't come, Ernie wasn't getting nowhere. He had he had uh, hurt his ankle, foot, whatever. Oh, he wasn't right. going nowhere quick. Um, Tina was uh, a little bit beside herself. I mean, I she did good when when uh, Freddie turned. You know, she got away, but she was lucky that the that the guys were there, the fellows were there to yeah. help her. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, if uh, I was in that situation and she's like, "You, you, you gotta lock me in here too," I'd be like, "Listen." If that's what you want, but I am not opening this shit back up. If it right. was, uh, yeah, I ain't letting you out. When when Freddie attacked her, she just still been locked in there with him. I've been like, I told you. <laughs> and I bang on the door and run back away. Like, nope, sorry. I say that, I'd probably try to open the door like a dumbass. <laughs> uh and of course we didn't talk about this. The events of this movie are all true. Based on true events. I had forgot that that was on there. It's all um, true. And they, <laughs> right. And the names and the organizations are... are uh, Real names. Real? Real names yeah. of real people and real organizations. <laughs> I, I like that. I, I like that. You know, uh, uh, well ahead of its time because, you know, wouldn't be that wouldn't be copied again until the Blair Witch. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know that. Apparently, some people have to check that out. I don't know why. <laughs> like, is this real? Looking at the Googles and the answers and stuff popping up, I'm like, why? Do, do people really think this was real? <laughs> it's it's zombies. First off, second off, Louisville's not been nuked, dude. <laughs> it's not happened yet. That that you know of. That we know of. But I do like to pay uh, remembrance, and each year when I do remember, uh, pray, praying for the uh, the memory of the the of, victims of, of the Louisville the Louisville nukes nuke. <laughs> or nuke. It's just one nuke. <laughs> and um, this movie um, might be the first movie. Because the Romero zombie line, they don't talk about zombies. Yeah. But in this one, they're very open and be like, have you ever seen that movie, Night of the Living Dead? Yeah. And, and uh, they're talking about zombies, and he knows the tropes. you got to destroy the brain. But didn't the movie lie? There's so many. I could... The, I, could maybe quote most of this movie if I got started. I shouldn't. <laughs> but where am I? I'm trying to follow my notes, but I'm just jumping around all over everything. Uh, so the skeletons. Let's talk about the skeletons. The medical right. skeletons. Right. Uh, Frank believes that the medical skeletons all come from India. And he may be right. According to Tom Savini, which I watched this on YouTube today, he was on Letterman talking about they get real skeletons. 
from India. They order them from a place in North Carolina at the time in the 80s. And yeah, they're real skeletons from India. What the hell? What the hell's going on in India? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the most populated country outside of China. It's China and then India. Yeah. Um, it's uh, overpopulated. I think it's a smaller area than than China is. And um, yeah, I mean, who would notice if a few people just go missing? I mean, I may be in my mind inflating their numbers on skeletons they're shipping out. I'm thinking of like Walmart business or something. Like that's a lot of skeletons. Probably ain't that hardcore. <laughs> but still, like, how did they just they just have them ready to go, ready to ship them out? It's, that's crazy. And, and- Apparently, without the consent of the original owner, you know, it's not like these people are signing consents uh, to want to donate their bodies, and mm-hmm. yet they're ending up there. Well, I mean, once you're dead, you know, uh, who knows what happens to you? You get shipped to India and then shipped out somewhere else, I guess. Right. <laughs> if if. I mean, if you think about it, if you died and you wanted to be cremated, uh, how yeah. would your loved ones know that that was really your ashes in in the coffee can? Right. Uh, there's been some controversy with that too. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been um, it, uh, funeral homes and that have and graveyards that have double buried where they burying people on top of other people so that they can, um, you know, sell the same space and, and continue to make money. Um, the one, there was a place in Madison that got in trouble because they had been paid by Medicare for all these, um, services for like indigent people or people that had no families that had been at the state hospital. Right. And, um, turned out they weren't doing what they were supposed to do because, you know, they were collecting the money, but they weren't, you know, embalming process and the fluid and the labor, you know, that cuts into their profits. So they weren't doing everything they were supposed to be doing. Well, uh, Ernie would certainly be in on that. I feel like probably, well, he, he does look disturbed when the uh, half zombie on the, that they tie down to the table, uh, tells him that she feels pain. He looks disturbed, which maybe that's because, he knows what he's done to people, you know, right, uh, uh, you know, very strong possibility. And I didn't even think about that, but like he, he has crematorium and it's, that's uh, uh, crazy. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. But I still like Ernie. I feel weird for liking him. <laughs> It's situational, though. I just, I'm just dealing with what they've gave me. That's all I can do. But you know, there is there is some truth to the idea <clears throat> that there were um, people who felt like they were just following orders, the same as there are people in this country who are, you know, just following orders, even though they know that things are bad or they're not supposed to do X, Y, Z, or you mm-hmm. know. Uh, they go along 
because uh, you know they've been told to go along, and they think that it's for the greater good. But history does not look kindly on that. Yeah, true. So I don't want to get too I don't want to get too deep into that. <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into that. One thing I I do want to talk about is mm-hmm. uh, another example of how this movie is ahead of its time. Um, the cold open is like nine minutes long. Oh, right. Till the and, uh, canister breaks. Yeah. And that's not something that was very prevalent in those days. Uh, a little bit more these days, you know, you, you have, yeah. you have more of that, but, uh, that was a very long cold open. And then in 1980s, in the mid eighties, when a movie was over, it was over. And you got the credits. Yeah. And in this one, we get, you know, the replayed scenes. Um, and, you know, just it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't add to the story. But it, to me, it does just. Makes the credits show more fun. How, yeah. Yeah. It's just a fun thing. And, you know, it shows how ahead of their time uh, they were when they made this. So, yeah. And once it you know once the cloud of you know or the cloud the smoke or whatever bursts out of the container and the music starts i love the music mm-hmm. in this movie once the once yeah, that starts oh, yeah. i every fucking goddamn song even that like uh score which isn't really a song no like, it's just a creepy synth you yeah. know <laughs> but it's got a night it's got a little up-tempo-ness to it and and it still stays creepy all of the or at least most of the actual songs in the movie are oh they fit it, every song i think just fits really good especially uh frank's suicide song that's <laughs> mm-hmm. so good it fits very, so very well. poignant that was a nice touch that the actor brought to the table my understanding uh you know he um is turning zombie. He he sees the inevitability of what's happening to him, mm-hmm. and he uh, takes his ring off, prays for forgiveness, and climbs in the in the in the fire in the crematorium. And it, it was, I don't know if you would call it foreshadowing, but it kind of like you remember when they're burning the weasels and Frank's talking to Freddy's like I can operate this goddamn thing. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and then here we here he goes. Uh, uh, the punks, the punks, the crew of punks, yes, uh, are so good. That's a very eclectic group. Yeah. Um, you have suicide who looks like he's just this, you know, asshole death metal punk guy, but then he's got a nice little scene where he's like, you know, I- I'll put this on. I'm making a statement. You know, you, <laughs> do people think that this is easy to be this? And uh, is is very nice. This is the way of life. <laughs> yeah. And plus, he was the one like leading the charge to save Tina. He was kind of a hero guy that got 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 cut short a little bit. He's the only one that's really not super into Trash's dance. And in fact, she's rubbing up on him and stuff while he's yes. doing his little monologue. And he's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Don't you have any respect for the dead?" So, uh, 
but surprisingly deep. You have Spider who really kicks a lot of ass in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, and makes it until the nuke, which is an achievement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Tina seems like the outlier. Yeah, because you know she's the the perfect girl, the virginal, the the. Uh, but she's Freddie's girlfriend, and she's hanging out with this group. It's just like maybe that's why you get involved with them. Yeah, maybe it's just because she's Freddie's girlfriend that she is with them. Uh, maybe. Maybe. But, and then uh Stacy? Stacy? Stacy was a stripper. And Casey, so, Casey. Oh, ah, Casey, I'm sorry, Casey. Casey and Chuck, the the ones I had to write their names down cuz I kept forgetting their names. <laughs> Casey and Chuck, or as we call him in these parts, Big Lots Tom Cruise. Very nice, very accurate. <laughs> Looks so He's much like the, Tom Cruise before he fixed his teeth and all that back in the day. Yeah. He's risky business level Tom Cruise. Yeah. And, He's got the shades and a three piece suit. Uh and kind of like like what would you call his punk? Like he's not even he's just kind of like a dork. I don't know. <laughs> no, he's even more of a yuppie than anything. Yeah, he yeah. looks like. Like a dirty he's yuppie, a, though. He wants to be a yuppie. He's a horny-ass yuppie. Yeah. Hey, Casey, do you like sex and death? And I like when she tells him, yeah, so why don't you fuck off and die? <laughs> that reminds me, actually. We were, you were talking about the dialogue and stuff, how the... You, good it was in this they uh i'm pretty sure spent a while before the movie like rehearsing it kind of like a play so Mm -hmm. they all had their lines completely down and like whenever they would talk with each other you know they'd be you know maybe somebody would say something somebody you know start talking before quite before they ended or you know it it can work together a little bit instead of just being like line next line next line yep it's very much um, in line with the with where we're at today with dialogue and stuff like that. Because you know there was a time in movies, uh, and especially some of those older movies, that everything just is very dramatically delivered and stilted and and mm. you know rigorous. And this just feels like a, a bunch of punk kids talking to themselves. Yeah, even themselves. Uh, the like Frank and and Freddie were great together, and then you get Frank, mm-hmm. Freddie, and I, Bert I love, together. I, I love when Frank is teaching Freddie how to put the skeleton in, and you know, I mean, it it feels like <laughs> you know the mentor thing, but when he's telling the story of the bodies and and what happened, that's the best. Yeah. I, I'm in. I'm I'm like Freddie. I'm eyes wide open, uh, <laughs> mouth agape, leaning in because I've I've got I'm visualizing the story as he's telling it. Right. Uh, it's it's very good. My favorite. You, you reminded me when he Freddie's you know packing the skeleton up. He's telling him you know pouring the packing peanuts in. He's like okay a little bit more here a little bit more okay that's good. Yep. <laughs> I'm just like. Uh. He got me. He got he everything. Every everything Frank does in this movie is gold in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And and Bert Bert seems like 
you know, he, he, you could imagine him as the manager of this place. Yeah. You know, Frank does the real work, but Bert is the, Bert is the boss, but Frank is the one who's really doing the work. Yeah. Clue, uh, uh, Gallagher or Gallagher. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce his name, but he was from, uh, our, our, I, I think it's our favorite, uh, collectively Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Part dose. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And I said this earlier, and he, if he had one time said, God damn it, Jesse, I'd have just, I'd have been happy. But I never got it. Uh, apparently, he started the movie with a real crowbar, and they the crew replaced it with a rubber one uh, in between takes when he wasn't aware mm-hmm. because apparently he was kind of prone to, uh, outbursts when things didn't go right. <laughs> and, uh, they were afraid he might really whack somebody. I guess him and Dan O'Bannon got into some scuffles to my mm-hmm. understanding. So I've read mixed things on Dan O'Bannon, at least as, as the director of this, uh, like uh, super asshole or like super fun to work with. And I'm like, I don't know, but uh, it seems I cool mean, to me. <laughs> he seems like a cool dude. Yeah, he's and he's putting out good stuff, you know. And I think, uh, this I think it's, and a- Alien is great. The Dark Star that he wrote, I guess, in college. I've seen just a few clips from that. Uh, an alien that looks like a giant fucking beach ball, and I'm like, <laughs> nope. And I saw that, and I saw an astronaut riding a surfboard, and not in a silver surfer manner. And it was like, nope, I'm out. And he wrote uh, Total Recall. I'm sorry, I lost you there for a second. Oh, hold on. One sec. Okay, and Andy wrote uh, Total Recall. He's wrote a few things. Did you ever watch Invaders from Mars, the remake in the eighties? Because um, he wrote that too. But that was that was a cool movie I liked when I was a kid. Oh, it was fifties uh, uh, or sixties, uh, like all oh, aliens kind of movie. Landed in kids' backyard. That's a remake. Oh, of, yes. of that. Yes, I and remember I, like. Uh, a giant brain looking monster from that uh, one. I can't remember the creatures so great. I know they were large. I want to say they were quite large, larger than a person. So, uh, but they're like mind control aliens in that one. Yeah. All his teachers and his parents, they're not, they're all possessed by aliens or controlled by aliens. I didn't realize he wrote that until looking at his, IMDb right now, so that's cool. Um, and I don't want to. We we jumped around so much, but I'm just gonna keep jumping around because it it, mm-hmm. it deserves to just be jumped around. <laughs> this is uh, maybe certainly probably the first horror movie, the only one that I can think of that uh, has a nuclear explosion. Nuclear, nuclear, they drop a nukes, man. Yeah, I mean, this one doesn't end upbeat. No. And it doesn't end like, 
Oh, maybe, maybe they can get out of it. No, they all die. Yeah. And uh, probably the rest of the world too. And, oh, uh, it's so good. It's like, we, uh, the, the rain is taking care of the fire, sir. <laughs> we have just have some reports of some itchy skin. <laughs> I, I like, um, I'm going to take another jump here. The cops, when the first load of cops come and they get out and the zombies come for them, Mm-hmm. The one, the one cop yells, "Stop or I'll blow your fucking brains out!" <laughs> it's like, oh my god, these cops are so aggressive. Oh, it's like 2019 cops, <laughs> right? <laughs> the and the par- the well, we'll just go over all of all of the military and the uh, rescue people, but the paramedics. The, we, <laughs> was it the paramedics or the cops? The, the, I think it was the paramedics. Like the, they are trying to f- understand what's going on, mm-hmm. and like that one zombie shows up. That's like an amputee. I want to say I'm not quite. Yes, yes. And he falls over, and then is just gets back up. And I'm like, what are you? <laughs> yes, that is that is pure horror. Is what I, that is. Yes. yes, I don't understand. My brain won't let me understand. But that. Wow. The waves of zombies in this are so scary and so... And they run. All-consuming, yes. Oh, yeah, long before, 28 days later, long before uh, Zack Snyder, or as I like to call him, Jeff Johns, that <laughs> uh, you've got you've got fast zombies. Yeah. They and are so, going to run for their meal. Yep. That's why they call it fast food. Hey yo. <laughs> the and you know, did we talk about that already like they ha- they the half corpse in the uh in Ernie's place who's talking Just just briefly. Yeah, just briefly. She, like she they're asking Ernie's asking her these questions and you know, it's like well, we we got it. We have to eat brains because it, it makes us not hurt from being dead it's like so it hurts to be dead it's like fuck yeah that's that's a hard truth to to get around uh yeah but and you give some motivation for the zombies yeah you know um who are smart tool users they make plans uh several of them talk uh these are terrifying zombies if you're going to get manipulative Mm-hmm. Send more paramedics. Yes. It's like you know how to use that. You look like a Civil War <laughs> fucking soldier. <laughs> but it works. It works so good. Oh yeah, it, it's it's scary. It's scary. Uh, there was a fuck up in that scene too. I don't. It was the. I think it was the very first send more paramedics guy. The co- the zombie. He goes up into the cab of the ambulance you can see on his hand where his makeup ends uh huh it's like wow it's barely noticeable <laughs> but it's still yeah uh, there's a few things here and there i think there's a scene where you can see the puppeteer underneath the embalming table when he's working the half zombie oh, yeah. uh, what well, that's but, such I a, mean, that's still such a cool puppet oh yeah oh yeah this it, up it's still. great 
the spine, the spinal columns kind of moving around yeah. and she's looking around and her voice is, it, it gives me the creeps and. Um, so let's talk about something pleasant. Right. And uh, the thing that draws most, most teenage boys to this movie, Linnea Quigley. Uh, what's her trash? Trash. Trash. And and the wig she wears is trash. Uh, so is another another uh, touch by good old Billy Munns. He made that. Uh, the wig was his idea. <laughs> it wasn't his idea, but like they uh, apparently they're like, we're gonna get you're gonna make these punk wigs, and he's like, I don't got time for that, and I don't got the money. But he made her wig, or and maybe Casey's. Oh, he. I don't want to. I couldn't do better myself, but I'm just saying, come on, man. So we have Linnea Quigley boobs out, butt out. Nice, nice, Linnea. Um, Very nice. Ken doll out, or Barbie doll out as well. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I guess, the, did they film it once? They filmed it full bush, I is did, my understanding. I don't know and if then they someone said, filmed it. Or if they were just there as they were going to film it, I, I don't under. I've never got clarity there. But at some point, someone says you can't have full bush. What so, are they talking about? It's eighty. What is it? Eighty five. Eighty five. Right. What are they talking about? <laughs> so she. So they made her go and shave. Yes. Everything. That, oh, oh, and she said, that, in her words, that was the most embarrassing part. Getting oh. Oh my god! Get being shaved, right. and then she did it again, or they was getting ready to, and then someone said, "Well, that's even worse. You can see everything without yeah. the bush." And she's like, "Okay." I don't know who but was she... above Dan O'Bannon in these decisions here. It had to be like some big executive being like, "No, no bush." Oh god! Now I can see her vagina. It's like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> right? Have you never seen one? Yes. Like. <laughs> It just confuses me so much. So then, uh, tell tell uh, the lovely people what they ended up doing. <laughs> so they made a prosthesis over her vagina that makes her look like Barbie. It's just... Uh, <laughs> did you watch Dogma back in the day? The Metatron? Mm-hmm. The angels? They yes. All <laughs> yep. yep. We're all inspired by Linnea Quigley in Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> and apparently... Every time she had to take a break to pee, because from this point on in the movie, she's naked. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. She she was wearing that through all of that. Fuck that. And every time she had to take a pee break, she had to have the makeup people remove the prosthetic and then pee and then put it back on. So. I didn't even think of that because I had read that, you know, every time I had to go to the bathroom, they had to take it off. And I'm like, well. It's just that one scene, but you're right. I didn't even think about yeah, <laughs> everything no, after that. Yeah. Her color changes throughout the rest of the movie. What did you think about her zombie makeup on her face? Because I thought that was so weird. Like yeah, they built it, it was some up a lot. It was some weird choices. Um Especially there's a couple times where she jumps up and is biting somebody. And so you're just seeing kind of her head. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they give her, it's, it's monstrous. Yeah, it certainly is. 
So, I mean, that's good. I mean, if they just painted her blue or white or gray and and left her without any other changes, it it would look lame. But we both agree there should have been some bite marks or something on her body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just a little something. I mean, you know, I mean, and and those those like knit thigh high stockings or whatever she wears mm. i'm maybe because of this movie because <laughs> i was uh 11 when this movie came out i'm i'm still in love with that look that is wow yep linnea quigley i mean i i, I really i honestly love linnea quigley because i mean she's known she puts those boobs out there, but she really, I mean, she throws herself into every role. Mm-hmm. I, um, she's in two of my favorites. This and night of the demons are like, mm-hmm. well, this is clearly top of my, this is top three horror movies for me. Night of the demons, probably top 10 somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, if I thought about it, I'd pr- there'd probably be more Linnea Quigley showing up in my top 10, but uh, yeah, she, was a uh, no, she is like a 80s horror icon mm-hmm. uh Linnea come on the show sometime <laughs> you, I mean uh, you say that like this episode's ever going to end like I, I'm going to stop talking about Return of the Living Dead sorry uh, I got you here that was just, that's that it's that's it yep okay <laughs> If my boss is listening, this is my uh, notice. Um, I will never be back to work because we're never going to stop talking about this movie. Yeah. Next. How, how did you like the makeup on Freddy's eyes? Uh, it was okay. I I don't have strong. I'm kind of in the middle of it. It's kind of. I was more uh, intrigued by his uh, Alka Seltzer. Like why is he? Does he got the rabies now? He's uh, foaming at the mouth. Yeah. Uh, I like the I like the eye makeup. It's it's uh, interesting to think that oh okay we can neutralize the zombie by blinding it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I've ever brains. seen that. Done. <laughs> Tina. That what he's a fucked me. He's up a, a manipulative asshole at the end. Yeah. He's a bad boy. Hashtag bad boyfriend. At I, the end. I love that where he's trying to bust up into the attic and he's like, oh, Tina, look what you made me do. My broke my hand completely off, Tina. <laughs> I'll forgive you. Uh, there's there's so much shit. I mean, we're, we're just yep. nearly dissecting it. We maybe should just start Late. at the beginning and went through the whole damn thing. But <laughs> so, I know once it's over, I'm going to be like, oh, we didn't talk about this part. Damn yep. it. I think we, as a public service announcement, we should say, ladies, if your boyfriend tries to eat you and not in the good way, <laughs> get rid of him. Uh, don't fall for his tricks. Definitely don't go into attic with a secret Nazi. Oh yeah, that's that is just it, something bad is going to happen. Something bad is going to happen to her. New uh, nuclear attack. <laughs> I mean, besides, you know, she's going to get Anne Franked up there or something. I don't uh, know. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, 
We oh well, since we're talking about the makeup, uh, I really still like Frank's makeup. Like when uh, <laughs> leading up to his, you know, burning alive. Mm-hmm. Like, because there was some, like, you know, he's got, like, he's sweating, and he put it, like, he's, you know, all pale, and, like, freaking, that, that was, I thought that was good shit. I think all their makeup there is pretty good. I, I think it's a great job. Becoming zombies. Um, as, after they get gassed from that point on, until Freddy goes crazy, mm-hmm. um, and, and makes the full turn, they do a lot of whining. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'd be a whiny bitch if I was turned yeah. into a zombie, but they do a lot of whining. And I, I love, I think we both love the dialogue when they first get, and they're trying to figure out what to do. And they go up to the office and he's like, oh man, fuck this shit. <laughs> watch your like, tongue, boy. You better watch your tongue, boy. If you like, want to keep your job, keep my job. <laughs> And then, well, my, one of my favorites is right after that. It, I'm, it's always Frank, but the cadaver's banging on the door. <laughs> Freddie's like, well, uh, I, well, I forget even what Freddie says right now, but <laughs> Frank's like, uh, I don't know what he's doing in there, but he sounds sore. It makes me laugh every What's he doing time. in there? <laughs> every time it kills me. And oh, this... I, this movie is so great. Was it? So I want to say it was. I want to say it was Frank James uh, Karen in one of the documentaries that I've watched, where he was talking about <laughs> like Linnea Quigley was naked and you know this and that. And he's like, "Hey, I'd have been naked, but nobody just never asked me." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. James Karen was a national treasure. We, ha- I have actually gotten drunk in a cemetery. On a few occasions, and but you made it out. But I made it out alive. Yeah. Uh, there was one time my cousin Kenny almost killed his brother. Um, he, uh, no joke, picked up a, a headstone and threatened to smash it over his own brother. <laughs> That's some Michael Myers thing. Remember when he took the headstone? Yeah, oh, he, the first Kenny's. One? A, Kenny's crazy. Kenny's a crazy son of a bitch. And, um, and he, he talked about afterwards. He's like, Oh yeah. I just, I could hear the voices like calling out to me, you know, like, Oh my dude. But (laughs) Kenny's my dude, man. I'd maybe not drink in a cemetery with him after that one. Uh, no, there, dude, I'm cut off. I'm cutting myself off. I can't drink. <laughs> I'm never drinking again. Uh, there was one time um, I caught the end of a conversation of my brother, Jake, and my cousin, Kenny, and my friend, Austin, arguing. And the argument went something like this. I'll do it, motherfucker. I'll do it in a heartbeat, but I know you won't do it. I won't do it. Fuck you, man. I would do it in a heartbeat. You won't do it, or you would cut out before I would. I'm there. I already got the shovels. Fuck you guys. I'd do it. You both chicken out. I would do it. What are you guys arguing about? Digging up a grave. (laughs) 
Legit. That was the conversation. Nobody ever dug up a grave, to my knowledge. But uh, that was the conversation that I have really witnessed in my life. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> uh, well, last, well, I shouldn't say last thing, but uh, we didn't talk about it. Toby Hooper was originally planned to direct this. Of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre fame. Yeah, and it was going to be in 3D. <laughs> yeah. We uh, talked about this last week. You save the 3D for the third installment mm-hmm. when you start to go downhill. Yeah. That's your that's your gimmick for... That's your that's money, man. Right. Don't, don't waste You're it. You're not going... You don't go blow that 3D wad on the first one. <laughs> oh, the dog, the split dogs. Oh, right. Man, I love I love the dogs uh, when it starts barking and when he flips it over. It's wet. It, it's wet. And he, and Freddy like pulls his hand back like, oh, my God, what if I just touched? Yeah. But and uh, it the the sound it makes when uh, Frank starts hitting it with the, the crutch. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Oh. You and can then, tell. And then my you can tell part. that they really cared about what they were making here. Oh, uh, uh, well, except for Mr. Munns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. If I, fuck I Bill if I can ever find a picture, if somebody listening can find me a picture of the cadaver that was not used. Post that shit on Twitter. Give me, give yeah, me. Yeah, hit, a, hit a us link. up. I got to see this thing. And uh, anything else about Return of the Living Dead that we need to talk about? I feel like we've hit most of the most of the things. I I can't believe that there are too many people that haven't that would listen to our podcast that haven't. Uh, yeah but if you haven't I don't know you're not living right if somebody was like hey I've never watched a zombie movie what should I watch first I'd be like we're living dead (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is a if you know there's there's something to be said for starting at the top because then you're hooked on the genre yeah. So yeah, yeah. For for newbies, I think that this would be a good uh, starting point. And I don't even feel like it's that dated now. Like I mean, I I look at uh, even Day of the Dead. I feel has uh, is a little bit more dated than this. But like you know, Don, uh, Dawn of the Dead has its age. Like malls aren't uh-huh. quite that way anymore. <laughs> Around here, especially, yep. like they're 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 fucking dying out. But you know, this doesn't have. So the, I mean, I, I, punks like that, I guess you know, maybe quite aren't as as much of a thing, but it just works. It just it it, it stands up. I think this is a fantastic movie. I'm trying to make sure that I miss nothing. I can't miss. I can't miss a thing. Like Steven Tyler. Cause I miss you, baby. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I guess that about wraps it up for the the Return of the Living Dead. 
Uh, you want to do a Horror House Five? <laughs> I would love to. How about How about yes? So our Horror House Five this week is going to be Horror House Five's top five kills. Bring back an oldie but goodie. nuke that kills everybody that's left alive and and alive and undead i guess uh like, like i said we talked about it earlier it's not a thing that happens in horror movies like ever are our nukes so it's kind of, I, i'm not even gonna say it's a cop out it's just a unique kind of thing uh there's a lot of kills it's, it's more than one but i think it counts trash uh it's almost disturbing when trash is talking about, uh, Oh, did you ever think about all the, how off awful ways to die? I think the most awful would just be a bunch of old men jumping on me and grabbing me and biting me and eating me alive. And that's what happens. And, uh, and yet still no bite marks, but I mean, come on. If that is not, the most knock you over the head foreshadowing in a movie. I don't know what is the cadaver. He's the, the first zombie we see aside from the dog, the split dog. Uh, he, they, they let him out. You have a whole big, long sequence with the cadaver. When you get down to it, like they got to saw him up. Then they put him in the bags and they melt him in the, in the Nazis, uh, little, uh, crematorium this the dude is what set the whole thing off and you know they they burn him his, his smoke goes up into the into the freaking uh uh what's it called dave sky air atmosphere clouds <laughs> atmosphere and then you know he, it's his funk that kind of lets all the zombies come back so i think the cadaver should be number three uh, this had to go to the ambulance guy. Uh, the paramedic, as he's running to get back to the ambulance, and he gets uh, uh, Goldberg speared by a, a zombie. And uh, I don't know if the actor even knew it was coming because it is brutal. That's and rough. then he's assailed by all of the zombies afterwards. So uh, this, this was a nice a nice piece and, and in a blink and you miss it moment uh it, it's a, a little bit of brutality here is frank and we talked about it already but it's so good there's a little bit of foreshadowing at the beginning beginning leading up to it he's like i can operate that goddamn thing and then he ends up operating that goddamn thing but like you were talking about, you know, he takes the ring off and he that, you know, praise and it's a it's a great thing that uh, he he put in because he didn't want to he did, apparently didn't want to stand out in the rain and zombie makeup, which is I guess what was going to happen. He's like, nah, how, how about I kill myself in that incinerator? <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that was his motivation, but uh, nicely done, man. Nicely done. Yeah, James Karen is goddamn great, and this, that's why. He is number one on our on our top five list this week. And in our hearts. And in our hearts. It's really sad. He's crying and shit. It's so it's it's amazingly uh 
uh, poignant poignant for like a what this movie is for before and after <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's good it fits it it just fits it works it's crazy it's so good So that's our Horror House 5 uh, for this excellent movie. Uh, really shaped my love for the horror genre. I think Chris, too. Oh, yeah. This is uh, one of my earliest ones I remember watching. I haven't closed my eyes. It's like, oh, there's boobies. I, I got to close my eyes. As that's not that. I remember that as a kid being like, oh, you can't see nudity. Close, shut them. I'm like, God damn it. I don't. <laughs> But I want to watch. I just, I don't know. What is, what's it hurting? It's not hurting me. But, yeah. No. Boobs never hurt nobody. Certainly not the ones in this movie. Well, that's not true. Uh, she, she, she killed some, she killed some dudes. So I guess they do. I guess maybe they do. But not with their boobs. Well, the, you know. Uh, what's it called? Like a good, a good old-fashioned distraction. Ah, uh, uh, they're distracting. That, that that is for sure. Uh, so great movie. Uh, still love Linnea Quigley. Um, and uh, you have anything else to add for us? I am sure I'm forgetting something about this movie, and it's gonna bum me out. I'll just I'll put it in the next episode. I'll just be like, uh, in other news about Return to Living Dead, I forgot to mention. Right. An update about this movie that is 20, 34 years old. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, Good movie. That, every detail of this movie is great. Yes. We didn't even talk about the eye chart in the office. Oh, we didn't. So go out and watch the movie and see if you can see what we're talking about. Yeah. Look for, look for a high chart. A special prize for the first person who tweets out the uh, what the hell I'm talking about, the, the hidden message. <laughs> what will the prize be coming on the show? Uh, a picture of us. <laughs> Emailed to them. Not a, not a physical picture. <laughs> Uh, I I will say this. I, I will buy and send somebody a copy of the DVD. Oh shit! You're good. You are you giving yeah. away stuff now? I will give away something. Oh, you tweet damn. us and and the first person, first person who tweets us and tells us uh, what the hell we're talking about. You have been challenged. So get out there uh and uh first one we'll uh we'll get it all squared away i if hope you. stella wins <laughs> wait am i eligible because i sh- i could use four more i could use another copy of this i only have like five of them <laughs> uh horror house employees not not eligible damn it there's always a catch i literally do have like three good copies on DVD of this movie. I'd see back in the day I'm like, oh, they released it with the new cover and I'd buy it. Because <laughs> uh, I needed it? I don't even... It's such a it's such a good movie. I can understand. 
There is. And I didn't know this until tonight. There is a book that you can get right now. It's only a couple years old. Uh, the Complete History of Return of the Living Dead. It's on Amazon. Uh, 20-something bucks. Like 300-something pages uh, of just a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm not sure what all's in it, but I need it. And I'm. It sounds fascinating. I'm offended that I didn't know about it until now. I've let myself Shame. down. I've let my team down. Shame. <laughs> but if if you've read it, like, let me know. Is it is it is it as great as I am hoping it is, and as I, much as I need it to be? Because it seems like the greatest thing. Don't disappoint him. I'm gonna be disappointed. I think. No, I'm not. It's gonna be badass. I <laughs> uh, no, I think it's probably good. It very interesting. I bet it's a very interesting read. Uh, I'll whenever I get that, which will hopefully be soon. I'll I'll talk about it on the show because it needs to be needs to be talked about. Uh, you got anything else? Like uh, no, no. We had some trouble ending this shit last episode. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, at some point, the mics are just going to cut off. Yeah, I mean, I, I really am. I'm satisfied. We talked about my my favorite zombie movie. I'm, I'm just, I'm content. I'm content. Don't got a whole lot of words left to deliver. <laughs> it's a done deal. Watch it if you haven't. If you have, watch it again. Watch it again. Buy the book. You can read along with me. I'll start a book club. I absolutely won't start a book club. Uh, I've got a couple of books I've bought in the last couple of years that I've not even picked up yet. So. I, I think it was actually, we talked about it uh, in one of the first episodes. I was reading Pet Cemetery, which I still, mm-hmm. still haven't finished. <laughs> no. Nope. I was talking to you, and I said, I'm going to read The Stand after this because it's been a while since I've read The Stand. I have sitting underneath my Pet Cemetery book that's sitting right next to me is a copy of The Stand ready to go. Haven't cr- I haven't cracked it once yet. I'm like, when I finish Pet Cemetery, I'll get into that. So I got a real backup in literature Good luck. here. <laughs> Reading books like a damn caveman. Oh, man. I.e. I can't read. <laughs> I just look at the words till they start to resemble pictures. I'm like, oh, I get it. I kind of get it. <laughs> I I like to take the book and put it under my pillow and rent the oh. movie. <laughs> Amen. I get behind that idea. All right. Well, we'll talk to you again. Uh, same horror time. Horde House. Hit us up on the Twitters and Facebook. And get get it on that, that contest. Last last uh last warning to try to win. For now. Till next time. Yep, you can do it. God damn, I accidentally hit unmute on the music track and it blew my ears out.